you gotta see that naked unicorn over there. Ow, I'm so naked. Tank fly, boss walk, jam, nitty gritty. You're listening to the boy from the big bad city, and this is Jam Hot. Welcome to the Naked Unicorn Podcast, hosted by Jason Sorotin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Naked Unicorn Podcast. I'm Jason Sorotin. Today, I am joined by my friend and co-worker and one of our DPs, editors, story producers, writers, Emily Payton. Emily, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being on. And uh, today we're going to be talking about camera departments and kind of, you know, what our camera department is like and um, what camera departments consist of and any of the cool new toys that you got. Um, I figured you would be a great person to chat with because you were touching all the gear lately. Uh, why don't we just talk about you just got back from a big trip out on the middle of the ocean. What were you doing? What were you yeah. shooting with? Um, so we were shooting with a team of scientists who are studying this migration of sharks um, because they are the top predators within their ecosystems. And so what they need to do is monitor the top predator and then they can monitor the rest of the ecosystem. So long story short, I was shark tagging, which was pretty dope. Um that's really cool. The cool thing about this project was that it was a 360 educational video. And 360 technology is something that is very new. Every six months it's changing. I mean, that's technology in general. But this is this and AR, I think, are those things that are just like people don't know what they're doing with it yet. And I have to say the Insta Pro 360 1X that we just used. Um, hang on, I'm going to take that back. Uh, I have to say that the uh, Insta... <laughs> <laughs> I think you're mistaking me with a podcast that edits. Are you not going to edit that out? <laughs> Hell no, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> just messed up the name. Um, try again, try again. Okay, the Insta360 1X. There is the Insta360 Pro, but this is the Insta360 1X is one of the best 360 cameras I've ever seen used. I um, mean, it, the, the quality looked incredible. It, I mean, yeah. comparatively... Because we, we got started in the 360 VR game really early, and we shot a concert for Toyota and, with Jadena, and we used a PixPro 360. It's made by Kodak, and literally it was the most grainy piece of shit footage I've ever shot in my life. And it was just like completely wasted. And to see where we've come in just three years to this tiny camera that creates just these stunning images it's so small it's the size of a nokia phone like the little like brick phones you know like it, like a it, burner yeah like a little burner phone and it shocked me because like i wouldn't be nervous that i would just put it down and forget like it's so small you know yeah um but 5.7 k out of this little thing and it's it's insane it's the picture quality is amazing the stitching technology so that's the big thing with 360 is the stitching that's the hardest part in the past, um, 360 stitching has been very tedious. And with this camera and its app that comes with it and the software that you can download to properly stitch it, it is, it, I mean, you don't even see the seam half the time. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you used to have to spend 60 hours stitching together footage. And for those of you who don't know what stitching is, it's where you're taking the two different views from the camera or multiple cameras. You might have eight. Like we used to do uh, uh, GoPro rigs that had eight or A7S rigs that had four. And you would basically blend them all together so that it looked like one camera shooting 360. And it just looked like shit. You could see the seams a lot of times, especially in the sky. With this, what I saw that you cut together for all the test footage we shot 
was pretty seamless. I, I, you could barely even see the little stand at the bottom. No, yeah, that's the, that's another very cool part is that the um, stabilization stick that they give you if you get the whole package, It basically how the camera works is there are two lenses on either side that see 180, and then they stitch together a full image, but what it doesn't see is directly underneath it. So it stitches out anything that is in a straight line underneath it, which is really cool because we put it on like, I don't know, a, a, the, that boom pole was probably like, 15 feet and went over the boat and it stitched out the entire boom pole so it looked like you're just floating now did on that camera you said it's 180 i know on the pix pro it was like 240 mm -hmm. on each side is this this is locked at 180 it sees yeah it sees its its entire side and then it stitches together that that rim on the okay, outside. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Very cool. So it's cool. two lenses as opposed to like maybe six. And if you one of your lenses gets messed up, then the whole thing is messed up. And the, for the price value too, it's actually it's very very intuitive to use. So at, at ECG, um, we have a camera department, and our camera department, you know, everybody here wears multiple hats, and I think that's why people like to work here is that. You know, an editor will learn to shoot and, you know, do it for three or four years and then become a DP if they want to be. And that's kind of a trajectory you were on. You 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 started as an editor and now you've become a shooter as well. Can you kind of walk us through um, what our camera department's like here in terms of of how people get involved and and like what your trajectory was? Sure. Um, yeah, I started as an editor, like you said, and I kind of had played around with cameras my mom's a photographer so I had been in that world before but I had never really picked one up myself and um, just started shooting BTS photos and I, I noticed that's actually how a lot of people start when they want to get into camera they just kind of pick up one of the DSLRs that they have on standby or like you know start posting those photos coloring those photos and BTS is exactly how I got in and then from that it became second camera op and now you know it just kind of grew from there um, yeah, you've been on a ton of shoots lately. Yeah. That's great. And so uh, like our camera department, when we think about, you know, what we have here available to us. Yeah, uh, we have a, a large, what do we call it? Is a camera prep room? Yeah, I would say like a build room. Um, we have several tables that we can mount things on and, and uh, we're able to build the cameras on these separate tables that roll around so we can put them in positions that we need to. There's blank walls so we can set up, you know, interview setups if we need to to make sure that we have everything, the right lenses, um, the right tripod. So th those are all factors that you, you need to build in the camera before you get to the set, of course. Yeah, you, you absolutely get the ability to chip the cameras, test the cameras, balance them if you're using a steady cam. There's like four tables. I mean, it is a big room. It's a I huge would, room. Yeah, I would say it's probably, you know, 800 square feet uh, with very, very high ceilings. And that's where we keep all of our lenses and all of our toys. Let's get into that. In our camera department, what kind of toys are we currently playing with? Like, we're really big on buying... Um, spending money on glass and, and accessories. And we have a few cameras, but we rent the bigger camera cameras. So if we're going to use an Alexa or a Monstro or anything like that, we typically rent it because we want our DPs want to switch out what camera they're using based on the scenario. So we have our workhorses, which are the um, Ursas, right? Yes. Is that what we're on right now? Yeah, I would say that um, we, a lot of times we live predominantly in the Black Magic world. Uh, we have the Ursa Pro, 
um, and then the uh, Ursa Mini Pro. My apologies. And then the uh, Pocket Cinema camera, which I have to say, that is a workhorse right there. Um, I just shot some BTS with that just to see how it was, and it's the most cinematic BTS I've ever seen in my life. Um, I've, I've, our, the Black Magic is really easy and intuitive to use. I love the menu settings. I love that it's touchscreen so I can change things on the go. Um, I started with DSLRs and Sony cameras, so I like the Sony menu, but a lot of times it's uh, a lot. There's a lot of information inside the Sony camera, and it's hard for you to get through all the menu settings. The great thing about Blackmagic is that I can easily tweak on set, you know, when I need to in the moment very, very easily through the Blackmagic menu. Yeah. And and we love those cameras just because, you know, not every production requires a, you know, a Monstro or an Ari. You know, there obviously are, but there are a lot that just, you know, corporate videos or, or commercials. And we have the Ingenue zoom lenses. I was um, just about to bring those. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about those. So you put that glass on those cameras and it's just it's just incredible. Take us through those lenses, Emily. Sure. I think a lot of uh, image quality does come through lenses. Of course, it's about the codex inside the camera, but lens like glass is where you should spend a lot of your money. Um, the Ingenues are great because they have three rings. They have a focus ring, an iris ring, and a zoom ring. Um, and we have, you know, different sets of follow focus gears that we can set up so we can do kind of, um, you know, push-pull practical kind of shots that are very unique. And it's fun to do those practical shots. Like, we can do things in post, but the, the rush of being practical with it is just a lot of fun for me as a shooter. Yeah, absolutely. Our 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 uh, our camera department has a lot of of toys that are beyond just lenses. I'd say we probably have like 15 different lenses here, but we have some really cool ones. We have a probe lens, which is we've been using a ton for shooting models. Have you played with that one at all, Emily? I've played a little bit with the probe lens. Yes, it's it's really fun. Um, you can get so detail oriented, so in depth, um, and it's. Honestly, like I, I couldn't believe it the first time we got to play with it. We were playing with these little like figurines and set up this little like Dungeons and Dragons esque kind of set, and you it just looked so you were in it. You were you were in this little model set, and it was just something different, something you don't see all the time. You know that that type of power to be able to capture that at such a tiny little frame, it's just it's magical to see. Yeah. So you know, b b beyond the uh, probe lens, we have tripods and and um heads and sliders dana dollies different rigs oh so many different rigs i mean literally any kind of camera equipment if we don't have it in house you know it's probably you know uh, a car drive away for us to pick up from one of our vendors um and we work with a lot of people so we getting any kind of gear is is not really difficult for us um emily in terms of you know if somebody is looking to get involved in our camera department what what would they need to do do they do an internship what's the best way to get involved and be part of our camera team Internships are always great. Like I'm always going to say try that out because you just being on set and being around is how you're going to learn uh, a classroom. I feel like can only do so much. Um, but trying to intern, picking up a camera yourself, there are places where you can go rent a camera for a day and just like see what your eye shows you and then build together a little portfolio. Send that off to someone that you want to work with 
and offer to be on set as a BTS photographer or like, hey, I just need to come out. Do you have any room for me to be a PA or something like that? Um, if people want, pe- if you're eager, people want to have you on board. Yeah, if you're eager and you don't bitch. Yeah, that's a that's a key <laughs> component right there. The moment you start, I'm like, okay, I do not have time. <laughs> yes, please stop your bitching. Uh, <laughs> pronto um so emily in your opinion what do you think the key to a good camera department is is it is it different people like a really good first a really good second like what are the things that you think make a good camera department on an individual production um i think for everyone to be on their toes and understand what their responsibilities are on set is really important so communication with your dp like if you're a first or second AC, sometimes those things overlap. You're essentially, you know, whatever they need, you're their assistant. And my advice would be communicate with your DP constantly. Make sure that you're like, what do you need? How can I help you? And uh, always be charging batteries and always be checking media. The DP should never have to do that. Like you should be there for them whenever you need them or whenever they need you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, one thing that I was thinking about is like, you know, our typical camera department is a director of photography, a first AC, a second AC, and then a camera PA. And then I was like, well, also, I feel like the media manager, although oh, yeah. it's a post job, it is I, so tied to the camera department. So, you know, I, I would say that they're the they're the sa- the savior to make sure you've got those cards double backed up. What is our policy here at ECG? for uh, backing up footage once it comes off the camera. Is there a protocol that you guys are currently following? I am super anal about that. Like I have spike tape that I spike the cards. I try to do, um, you know, an organization checkup with the media manager before we start shooting to be like, I'm going to bring you this card and this card. And like just knowing, you know, what camera the card came from and what card it is, giving it to the media manager and making sure that that communication, one, makes sense. Like if you try to overcomplicate it, it's not going to do anything. Um, and two, that you're constantly communicating and you are aware that of where those cards go. Now, from that, the media manager copies those cards onto a drive um, and then usually does a backup drive just in case. And then a lot of times, like if we're traveling, even if we're like driving, you know, a, m- a mile down the road, we'll send the drives in two separate vehicles just in case like one gets lost or something like that. Um, or in case somebody blows up in a fiery car accident. Yeah, we're not really worried about the people inside the car. It's more about the footage because if we don't have that, you know. Of course. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, we can find new Safety people. first for the media. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll go over real well in the community. <laughs> They'll be happy. Yeah, absolutely. Emily, what's your favorite camera to shoot mm. with personally? I've had a lot of fun with this 360 just because it's so new and all the edits that you can do um, in post are very unique. I have to say I'm, I use the uh, the Insta Pro or Insta Mini the most because of the shoulder rig. I enjoy the shoulder wait, rig. Wait, wait. No, the Insta Mini? The Insta, yeah. Wait, are you talking about the Black Magic? Yes. Oh, you said Insta. You used the Insta Mini oh, with a shoulder so rig. And I was like, that would be the most ridiculous shoulder rig ever. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The Ursa Mini. Sorry. I'm still thinking about that 360 camera, man. It's you're so obs- cool. You're obsessed. I'm obsessed with it. I literally haven't stopped messing with it. Like, I have it packed just, like, in my room. Like, I like it. I like it so much. Um, but, yeah, I use the shoulder rig so often. I like the run and gun. But that pocket cinema is beautiful. 
I know for, I mean, for the money and, and what clients can get out of it. I mean, it's really great. And, and I think DSLR. <laughs> I, I know, but I mean, look at, that's the technology. I mean, when, when I started in the game, cameras were like $200,000. Now you can get like an amazing camera for 80 and you can get, you know, one of these other cameras for like three grand. So it's, yeah. it's crazy. And it has a lot to do with the glass and the operator. And I think that's what makes a good camera department is somebody who's not, you know, I hate camera snobs. There's a right camera for the right thing at the right time. And not every job needs a Monstro on it. And you I just don't. I think to that point, too, what makes a good camera department is understanding like maybe you have an area of expertise and someone else has an area of expertise and combining that knowledge and your forces together only make for a stronger team. Hell yeah. And it's about keeping the egos out of it, right? Yeah. A, a good camera department, if there's something that the first AC is seeing that the DP isn't seeing, they should be able to vocalize, you know, hey, I see this opportunity. Let's let's change it up. And the DP should be open to it. I think where it becomes dangerous is when, you know, somebody doesn't know when to stop. Sure. <laughs> totally. Right. Which we've had on set on both ways, you know, DPs and first ACs who don't know when to stop pushing each other and it causes friction. And I think the key to that is teams that work together a long time. I think what we have an advantage at ECG in our camera department is that we all work here and we're a family. We're like doing this stuff every day together. So there's just a rhythm that you get in where if you're working with freelancers all the time, you don't have it. And I, not to say that freelancers are bad. I love having, you know, some of our really great freelancers come out and work with us. We've worked with them a bunch too, but there's just something to be said about a, a camera department that's always working together. It's really nice. Yeah. I mean, working with anyone outside of ECG is always a pleasure, but it's hard to like, you have to get acquainted to their gear and how they pack things. And like, it's just easier because I know how things operate and that's why we are so efficient. I think is because we know how each other works. We know how each other organizes and we can trust each other to do those things. Damn right. Emily, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk about our camera department. We really appreciate you of and the work course. you do here. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us today on the Naked Unicorn podcast. We will see you next time. <laughs> Ow, I'm so naked. <laughs>